It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host, Neil Pickup, and it is on. How you doing, guys? Welcome to the World Arm Wrestling League this week. Wherever you are, I hope you're buzzing. We're going to be buzzing. We've got a great show for you this evening. we got a world champion on the line. Marlon Kleinsmith will be my guest on tonight's show. A lady who blazed a trail in the World Arm Wrestling League, taking out the undefeated Fiaresic in her first appearance. But we didn't want her to get lonely up there, so we brought her a couple of big names, the first of whom's a really big boy. Our Canadian soldier boy Superman, no limits. Devon Larratt is also on tonight's show. We needed one more character and it needed to be a big one. And we searched high, we searched low. Real low. Where the hellfires burn. Tulsa, Oklahoma. The land of the Hail Razor. Jeff Hale is also on tonight's show. Let's get to it the way we do it. Welcome to the show. Three very exciting guests this week. We have got. Well, let's. In, we'll start in order of importance. Uh, and firstly, coming in, at number one, it's the amazing, the very sexy, Miss Marlene Kleinsmith. Oh, hey! I didn't know she was going to be on the show. You didn't tell me she was going to be on the show. Hey, we got. We you had. You had, you had Devin in the same freaking show as me. This is like, I, I got so upset when I heard about it. I'm still here, but I, I'm so tired of him. Marlin, look, look, this is all you need to throw into this conversation, right? There's three of you on the phone, okay? One of you should be the hammer holder. Who is that? Me, of course. <laughs> no <Yeah>. doubt. <laughs> there you go. But we have to get, we have to counter all that, all that sort of animal magnetism that Marlin brings to the show. We needed to counter that. We needed to soften it up a little bit. So who did he invite on? That's right. It's the Hail Razor. Jeff Hale. Yeah. Welcome to the show, dude. What's up, dude? Mate, it's been a while. It's a, you know when we were when I was signing this in, it said chatted eight months ago. Eight months <laughs> yeah. ago you came on the show. That's quite a long time ago, mate. It's been too long. Yeah, it has been. And I'm excited to get you back on here. We, but we're not done yet. We got one from the lightweight division. We got a guy from the ladies division. And you probably heard him chime in a minute ago. We also have someone from the heavyweight division. No limits. Devin Larratt is back in the house. How are you doing, mate? Great. Hey, uh, Neil, always happy to be here. Jeff, you're cool. Uh, Matt, I'm... I am a little bit upset that Mal's on the show. She she actually ruined my very best pair of pants last year. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how did that happen, mate? Her and her and Victoria Carlson are up on the table fighting, and she kicks over a plate of Hungarian goulash all, all over my very best pants. That was not how it happened. He was saying some nasty things, and I poured the fucking oh sorry the soup in his <laughs> uh, on his lap, and he deserved it. He deserved it. I I don't think that she really remembers, but yeah, she she basically fell down, and the Hungarian goulash went all over the place. <laughs> I mean, who do that? And can I, and and if you needed any further proof of what kind of a wild, wild woman Marlin is, we've been on the show now for like probably less than two minutes, and she's already dropped an f bomb. Well, 
Are you trying to take Rob Vigeon Jr.'s title or what? What's going on? I wouldn't do that if uh, if it wasn't for Devin being on the show. Uh, I never swear, but he brings that out uh, of me. So. Jeff Hale's part devil, right? Part the devil. <laughs> he ain't even said an F-bomb on the show. No, you, you don't hear that from the devil, do you? But Marlin... Hey, there's a right place and the right time for that, right? <laughs> Just, that's it. Just terrible. Anyway, guys, welcome to the show. Joking aside, great to have you three on. And uh, I wanted to start things off with a little bit of a chat about the 600 series. We're, we're sort of right around the corner now. And I've already, you, there's so much chat online on social media generally about who should be in 601, who should be opening up the, the year. And I wanted to sort of just touch base with the three of you to sort of update everybody on where you guys are at and also who you got in your crosshairs. Who, do, who are the guys, the girls that you want to arm wrestle and when would you be ready to do that? I'm going to start with the, in my opinion, people's hammer holder, Marlon Kleinsmith. So when are you ready, mate? Are you are you in your, are you in top tip top form now? We saw you out over in Poland, but you didn't compete. A lot I of people... did compete. Yeah, I did compete. I competed in the the Slotty Tour there. Not yeah. Not anyway. the IFA. What was what was behind that though, mate? Why did you not? Because everybody knows of as the world champion right now. What was yeah. your decision not to compete in IFA? Well, uh, I won the world championships uh, the year before uh, when it was united. And I was feeling like when they have uh, split the, the federation, um, you don't have the best in either one of the, the uh, federations. So what would I win if I, if I uh, competed at uh, the EFI, uh, EFA? If I mean, I won the Worlds when it was United the year before, so I thought that, no, I'm not going to do it this year, and not this year either. Um, so I'm going to wait until it grows bigger and see if I'm, um, I'm ever going to do it again. But yeah, I didn't have anything to win, nothing to prove. I'm the world champion <laughs> in the both I mean, federations. In terms of sort of um, your focus then going forward, is it safe to say that at the moment most of your aspirations do lie in professional competition with the World Arm Wrestling League? Is that where we're going to see the very best of Marlon Kleinsmith? I think so, yeah. That is what I, I'm training for right now. I'm going to come back with some match proposals very shortly because I've got a few up my sleeve for you. But for, let's move on to Jeff Hale, the razor. Jeff, when was the last time we saw you in action, mate? Was it Adam? Adam Wilmot? Uh, it was at uh, WAF in, uh, in in Romania. That was the last time I've competed. Yeah. Well, how did I forget that? You went to the... Hey, and you did really, really well. You were in the top <laughs> six, and you had some absolute screamers over there. Yeah, so we, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a good It was a good tournament. I, I had a good, a good time, and, and I was pretty close to getting on the podium. Just a, a couple mistakes here and there, but I, mean, I had a lot of fun, and, and the tournament was a blast, so... Yeah, they had some dramatic wins, man. There's no doubt about that. I know there's been there was a lot of chat following it, um, and I think you also dispelled a few myths around the Eastern Europeans being too strong to compete with for the North American boys, because you certainly got into some arm on arm battles over there. Oh yeah, no, I definitely think uh, the p power is not the issue. I mean, the only major difference that I saw between the North American guys and, and Europeans is just the explosive power, just that the speed of, in which they apply their, their force. But it, it wasn't power, it's strength in general. I, I felt just as strong as anybody there. 
and we'll move on to no limits, Devon Lara. Obviously, mate, you've been doing your your globe trotting's been in full effect. We've just seen you come back from Israel. Yeah, it's been busy. Uh, I mean, hey, Jeff, and you you got the hail amendment brought out at the WAF. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's all that. <laughs> you're kind of like you're kind of like Wilt Chamberlain. You're getting rules made just you know surrounding you. Well, you know, you know, as, as that move becomes more and more popular, you know, rules are just going to, I think, you know, eventually be, form around it. You know, the more yeah. experience we have it, you know, it'll, I think the, the more opportunity we'll be able to regulate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's now three warnings. You get to you get told three times and laugh. That's that. That's the Hale Amendment. I guess so. That's what I thought I read before I went to WF. I swear yeah. I thought I read that on the, no, on I the rules. But... I read it a long time ago, too, I thought. But then it somehow, what is that? Is that the Mandela effect? I don't know. <laughs> hey, roll with it. it. It says clearly in the rules, and Bob Brown will tell you, if your opponent happens to be Jeff Hale, a.k.a. the Razor, then he will get the following list of special treatments, regardless of where he competes, because almost like, you know, like Jesus, like God, he's omnipotent. Basically, and When anybody gets to that level... Rules form around them. They don't need to form around the rules. If Jeff Hale tells you to do something three times and you don't do it, it's a foul. <laughs> How do you like that, Jeff? That sounds good I, to me. I like it. It sounds real good. <clears throat> yep. I'd roll with, with, with that. With Malin, it's only twice. Yeah, because Marlin obviously is a much more violent individual and will pull you off down your nice you pants. You only get two times with Malin, then you're in trouble. <laughs> two times and your pants are done. Yeah, absolute goulash, goulash everywhere. You got Fia Rysik mad at you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Fighting packs, packs the sweets. Well, she's mad at him still for, you know, putting something in her cup. Uh, showering. <laughs> so she's still mad at him, and I'm happy about that. Um, yeah. You all know what I'm I'm saying. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I, I have no idea what you're saying, but I'll probably want to find out. But maybe not on the show, but you need to tell me that later. You know? Yeah. So, sounds yeah. like a very different she, strand. She did something with her uh, her cup that she won at Slotty Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and she's... I, I think that he put his uh, most uh, valuable... Uh, what do you Assets. say? Yeah, exactly. Body asset in okay i had to to do it It, uh, if you had the opportunity neil wouldn't you do the same thing absolutely mate you know i roll right yeah it's it's done don't don't leave you don't want me to do that don't leave it lying about that's all i say well i think that we should probably get a list of names for everybody who's done that you know yeah and Mm -hmm. stamp it on that thing but i'm on my way to norway in a couple hours to uh, to Viking Arms. So uh, you'll be getting uh, you'll be getting to a city. Do are you going over to that, Marlin, or are many of the the Swedish team know. going over to Viking Arms? Uh, Devin is there, so no. Uh, I don't know. Uh, some people are are talking about uh, going to Norway. I won't though, uh, since I I would love to, but um, yeah, I have my kids uh, that weekend, so it's not so far away from me, like five five hours drive or something. 
or maybe more. I don't even know where it is in Norway. Sorry. I wanted <laughs> to pick up it? on that point, actually, guys, in the terms of, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd spoken recently a number of times on this show, and uh, there's a lot around social media around whether or not you think the World Arm Wrestling League roster athletes are the, let's just say, the top professional arm wrestlers, the, 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 the usual suspects, should be as prominent in main draw competition or whether they should just um, sort of keep that order and move back a little bit, step out of that main draw competition format and be just more active on, on the professional circuit. Where do, you, where do you stand individually on that? And we'll start with, uh, with Devon, because you're the guy that tends not to pop up in the main draws. Well, uh, I, I do a lot of, uh, I'd say, travel and exhibition. I, I just like to be busy with arm wrestling, and I think if you are a full-time arm wrestler that you're just going to be, whether you're practicing, whether you're traveling, competing, one-on-ones. And, and the, the WAL season is really important. And it's, you know, it demands a very high level of readiness. So mm -hmm. most of the people who are into that don't mess around during the season. And I think that that's pretty black and white for a lot of reasons. You, uh, you know, you want to be your very best version when you're going up against another very serious competitor. Yeah. Um, and for me, that starts after Viking Arms. Once I'm done Viking Arms, I put my head down and you won't see me running around until the season's done, most likely. Uh, but then during the, uh, you know, what I call the off season, I think that until WAL has a structure where they've got all their guys, you know, working full time, I think that yeah, you should you should go out and just continue to love and develop the sport that you're involved in. And Jeff, when you did the the the, the WAF World Championships, did you find that that created much of an interruption for your sort of training, or did you have to train very differently? Uh, I mean, I think it did create an interruption. I mean, uh, I was happy not to be involved in the WAL finals because there's just no way I could have continued to prepare for that WF tournament if, mm -hmm. if that had been the case um but that being said you know i've already got a couple couple events planned this year in the middle of the wal season and for me personally i'm still trying to learn i'm still trying to progress and and figure out you know what my my maximum potential is and, and for me to do that i've got to get out i've got to go meet new arm wrestlers grab new arms grab new hands and, and i'm going to continue to do that until i feel confident that i can be the very very best in the wal before i'm willing to commit only to wal would you sense. say that that it, it makes a great deal of sense, mate? Do you do you find that um, if you are not competing against high level competition on a regular basis, that you struggle to sort of make those real gains and increases? Um, in other words, you can't emulate it in training. There's nothing you can really do in training that's going to give you that real match feel. Yeah, I mean, I think I lose my edge a little bit. You know, when I was doing the Arm Wars Super Series. I might have been doing three super matches or three events a year and, and having like maybe three super matches per event. So I had I had a lot of you know experience, I had a lot of uh, a lot of practice, and I was very confident at coming into any of those super match events. But with the WAL only getting to pull once, maybe twice a year, it's just not enough. I, mm -hmm. I need more. Yeah. And Marlin, you're from a country that is massively uh, prominent on the main draw circuit. I mean, Sweden as a national team is very organised. You travel as a unit. Um, do you feel any pressure that you need to do that kind of thing? Or do you feel like you've got a lot of um, autonomy? Can you pretty much make your own rules and do what you want to do in that respect? 
I can, um, but sometimes when we have competitions in Sweden where a lot of uh, uh, other countries are uh, are uh, coming, then I feel pressured that, that I have to show show them this uh, that the Swedes. Um, the top Swedish uh, ladies are there. Like mm -hmm. um, a couple of years ago, uh, it was a big team from Kazakhstan that came to uh, a competition called the Golden Arm. Yeah, and then we were like debating me, Fia, and Vicky and the girls. Uh, uh, we were like, who <laughs> who can go to this competition because they are coming so far away, and we wanted to like give them. Um, our hands and uh, yeah sometimes you feel pressured to just show show up uh, yeah. but mostly I don't nobody is uh, pressuring you but I do go to competitions and I watch the, the competitions and I'm I'm there just to support the people that are are competing but I don't compete so much um, more than even before WAL I was just um, competing at the Europeans the Swedish nationals and the world championships nothing else almost because uh, I need a big big competition to to uh, to feel yeah to to have a goal to train to uh, smaller competitions um, yeah are not the same people are chasing you I like to chase <laughs> Guys, we got to take a short break just there, but please don't go away. We will be right back with more from Marlon Kleinsmith, No Limits, Devon Larratt and Jeff Hale in just a few. Welcome back to the show, guys. If you're just joining us, what an episode we got here. Devon, No Limits, Larratt, Jeff, the Hale Razor Hale and the Little Instinct, Marlon Kleinsmith are my guests on tonight's show. Let's get right back in the mix. So I'm going to dive straight in here, Marlin, with a couple of uh, <clears throat> possibilities and a couple of bits of points that I want you and the other guys to chime in on because in the last couple of weeks when we've been on the show, I've been sort of throwing in match suggestions, people that I like, matches that I like, and one that I love, and I loved it at the back end of last year, I love it now, I think it's just an awesome matchup, and I would love to know your thoughts on this, would be a match between yourself and Irina Gladkaya of Russia, mm. multiple Russian national, European and world champion, um, a girl you've got history with. I know you've pulled her a couple of times in the final of the uh, WF Worlds. Um, how? What's your thoughts and feelings around that kind of match, mate? Is that, that something you'd be excited to do? Uh, yeah, it's super scary. Um, I have been thinking about her a lot. I, uh, I think have lost... everybody on this call probably... Differently. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> you're so stupid. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm nice. a lion, though. Devon's like, no, he's not. Fat lad's not joking. We have all of us, and Devon. You're the only one, Neil. My yeah. arm wrestling. Thanks, dude. Thank you. <laughs> support. I love that support mechanism. Can you see what we've got in place there? It's just thanks. Yeah. Sorry, Molly. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um... She's super tough. Like I thought that Fia Rasek was uh, uh, tough, and uh, I have a few people that I could uh, that I'm thinking that I could uh, have at the WAL. She's the toughest. Like I don't know. I have uh, met her a lot, lot of times, and um, we are super similar in how we pull. Yeah. But she 
she's stronger or she was stronger i don't know how she is right now but uh, in the straps so she's really super good with straps and i have just started to understand how to pull uh, with straps so yeah she's it would be fun because i know that i'm chasing and i like to be the underdog um so that would be awesome but also super scary <laughs> she's the the most scary one i think yeah, she, she's also been pulling slightly bigger than you, hasn't she? I mean, you were world champion 65 kilograms. Um, yeah. And she is, I believe, the reigning 70 kilo world champion, unless I'm mistaken. I thought she pulled at 70 this last year, and she's moved slightly bigger. Wow. Do you, do, I know that. You... Uh, I, uh, she was in at the world championships when I won the world championships. Sure. She, she placed fourth. I don't know what yeah. happened to her because she is one of the... Uh, the best. Um, I know that Fia pulled her there. Fia won against her, but Fia can win about, uh, against people that I can't. Mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah, so she was in 65 kilos. I don't know if she's 70 kilos right now. I know oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm where, 70 kilos. Yeah, where I was going with that is the first time we'd seen you arm wrestle at sort of the weight category of 70 kilos was the match with uh, Fia Resic, where you came in uh, to your WL debut, yeah. um, and you looked probably stronger than we've ever seen. I think most people would agree with that. Yeah, when you're fat, you're strong. You know that, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got, ever. I got the I'm fat sorry, bit I'm dialed just... in. I'm not sure about the strong bit. With me, it was like uh, it worked the opposite way. The more the more side tits I grew, the weaker it went. That's like how, how I go. Yeah, no, it's like a terrible fit. I also got older. You're go you're gorgeous. <laughs> Older, and when I jump in cold water, I'm gonna let you into a secret. Oh. Everything be shrinking. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. free. Keep it to yourself, though. Yeah, I couldn't so live you're... where Devon lives in Canada. No way. No way. It takes a special special breed to live up here, Neil. Yeah, damn right it does, mate. I moved up there with what I've got. I spend most of my time as a woman. There's no. <laughs> it just doesn't work for me. Not at all. Anyway, I feel like Jeff's been left out of this uh, conversation. Yes, Jeff, you've been a really <laughs> warm place. <laughs> no, I wish, I wish I had been. I mean, Oklahoma's weather is nuts. It's hot, cold, hot, cold. It's never, never consistent. I never thought. You know, I learned something there because I always thought that Oklahoma was pretty mild even in the winter. What's it, tell me like a low temperature in Oklahoma? I mean, uh, yeah, it's not going to be compared to Canada low, I'm sure, but. Uh, I mean, we get we get below freezing here all the time, so it's not uncommon. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I didn't think you'd get that low. I thought it'd be, you know, six, seven degrees. It'd be a cold day over there where you are, where, where you know, bears freeze to death where uh, where Devon lives. <laughs> hey, can can we just go back to the Mallon Arena match? I think we should. Yeah, I'm where I was going with the whole cold weather thing. So yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's the thing that I think a lot of people are probably thinking. Um, it's such a great match. I mean, Arena Gladkaya, Alan Kleinsmith. It's, it's such a great match. It's such a huge match. Um, it's a main event type of match. All day. Yeah. The only um, problem I have with it, Devin. Yeah. The only problem I have with it, and I'm going to go out and say this, is that it's kind of weird. 
that Marlin is not the hammer holder for this right. match because, and I, and, I, and I mean that with the greatest of respect to Fia Rasik, who I absolutely love. I actually feel sorry for Fia because she's in a difficult situation here because I don't think for one minute that Fia would feel at the moment like she's the hammer holder. But she was put into the match and, and, and it wasn't a title match. Um it's a shame, really, because it's it put Sphere in a very difficult position that if she rematched Marlin, she comes back in in sort of a an awkward situation because she it was such it wasn't a close match on the last occasion Marlin won resoundingly. So, and I think that they made a mistake mm. making that an exhibition match. I don't think that either uh, Fia or Mount, I don't think that you guys took it as an exhibition. I don't think you guys showed up and were just you know let's have some fun. I, I think that that was some really high-level competition that we saw, and I think that Malin has really got to be, got to be the rightful holder of that hammer. What's your thoughts on that, Marlin? I know obviously Fia is your friend, but I agree with Devon. I do think that you should actually have the hammer right now. Yeah, I understand that, and um, some I don't know. Sometimes I think like. If she knew that it was a hammer match, maybe she would train better or, you know, how, how do we know that? I know that it's not true. She trained and, uh, and she was the uh, same as me. We were both ready for this match and we didn't, we wanted to meet each other. We, we ha- hadn't been meeting for a long time, uh, but still like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to put you on the spot with that, Marlin, because I appreciate you. You guys are best friends, and that, that's not something we want to do at all. But I think that to back up what Devon was saying there, for me, this match between you and Gladkaya, should it come off, would be representative of the two top females in that division. It really is, and I think anywhere in the world. I mean, there are a few names you can throw in that are close, but. I think those are your two top cheekers right there. I mean, uh, Irina is an absolute monster. She's, I mean, you only have to look at her pedigree. You only have to look at what she's won, where she's won it, and against who. Uh, She needs no introduction. She's got a ridiculous resume. Um, So it's an exciting prospect. And just behind that, you've got the likes of uh, Ekaterina Nikashiva. Um, While we're on people called Ekaterina, what about Afanina? Formerly, formerly Larina. She's another. I love that girl, and she's so strong. Another girl we saw at the World Arm Wrestling Federation uh, finals, and she blistered her class, absolutely nailed it. I've spoken to Ekaterina Afanina, and she's also extremely keen to get over and make her debut in World Arm Wrestling League. So that whole middleweight ladies environment, for me, is just becoming a super exciting place. You know, you've got um, the new look Sarah Backman, who mm. you know has dropped down to or is aiming to drop down to sort of 70 kilos in body weight. I actually like the match between um, Sarah and Fiorasic on left arm. I think that's another potential blinder. Yeah, that would be cool to see. I uh, I just recently trained with Sarah. She feels really strong. Um, and but also Fia is super strong with her left, um, so that would be a match that I would love to see uh, Sarah and uh, Fia um, and Efonina that you were talking about. Yeah, she's like if if I think about Irina, I think that she's even more scary for me to to pull against. She's like rock hard. Um, 
I uh, I met her maybe two years ago at the Slotty tour, mm-hmm. and at first I could like I um, I cheated in start so that okay. I stopped too fast and then i could uh, she was down in the pad but then when uh, they uh, redid the match i was getting my ass kicked she was super 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 strong uh, so that is a, a cool name to have in the wal too yeah i think it's really waking up that the ladies classes are really coming around and we're going to move from the ladies to the lightweight class because one match that's got to happen in my mind, um, and I know Jeff will be really keen to try and jump off the back of this one, but Sam Harris, who Jeff ran razor close in his uh, meeting at the start of the 500 series, should rightly, fully, in my opinion, face Giannis Amelins. And I think that's got to come early in the season. If not 601, 602, it's a match I think everybody wants to see. And I was keen to understand, based on recent experience and knowledge of the two guys, where everybody's money was on that one. Because it is a different rule set. Um but I think Yanis Amelins is a scary individual for anyone, to be perfectly honest. Jeff, where where do you where do you what's your take on that match, mate? Man, you know, uh, you know, had this been a couple of years ago, I would have had my money on Giannis all day long. But I feel like Sam is becoming more and more comfortable uh, and is just perfecting the WAL setup. And I think even even with the Tony match that Sam had, you know, at the end of last year. I was impressed with that match. I was mm-hmm. impressed with Sam. I thought he, I thought he pulled great. I mean, considering Tony was a 200-pound dude in a 165-pound weight class. So with, with Giannis being – I know Giannis has been focusing real hard and, and training real hard and everything like that, and I got to just do a little after point with Giannis at, at the WF Worlds, and he feels very strong. Mm-hmm. But I still think – I still think personally I'm leaning on, on Sam to win that match. Um but I, I think it's going to be a close one. I think either one could pull pull off the win. But I, I think right now, at this point in time, I'm leaning with Sam. Wow! And that, I'll tell you what, mate. I'm going to say I'm going to go on record as saying that's a ballsy prediction. Um, I'm not sure if you went up to like Sam Harris's mum, she'd be like, "Yes, I'm going to do this." She'd be me. She'd probably. I think most 99.9 percent of people are going to go with Amelins. I really yeah, do well, I mean, we've that. we've seen we've seen Sam beat Giannis before, and I feel like when he did that, he was still pretty sloppy with his move and his style. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's just he's perfected. I feel like he's got it down. Uh, I just so I'm I'm really excited to see that match. I really want to see it. Devin, um, you you know Giannis very well. Also, how do you, how do you see that match? Do you agree with Jeff? I I do somewhat agree with Jeff in the sense that. Uh, Sam is still continuing to develop, and I think he's going to continue to do so for quite a while. And he's mm. such a talented guy. Um, oh, is he? And, yeah, he really is, and such a great bloke as well. Yeah, and 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 when you look at him, like he's so much better than he looks. You know what I mean? He's one. Of he those... really is. He really is, isn't he? You look at him and you think he looks nothing. This kid, but, right? Um, he, I gotta think though that Giannis has been somewhat in hibernation and when you get a high level arm wrestler that's hibernating it's kind of scary for when they really have their next big big match uh i i have to give the slight edge to to Giannis. I, w- I would bet on him to win and then i'd be super excited for when engen comes in and pulls the winner 
Now, we've got a lot of guys that are, you know, being spoken about on the fringe of the lightweight division. The big news was obviously that Tony Katowski is not going to feature in the season due to the operations that he's had. Um, in fact, there's been a number of those. We had one at middleweight with Craig Touye, also gone under the knife in a big way, had a lot of work done there. Um, you know, I know, Devin, you know all too well about the, the difficulties you can encounter coming back from, from that road. Yeah, normally it's, you know, you'll get back on the table within within the year, but uh, you're going to be all loose and sloppy. And depending on how much they take out or whatever, it, it can be three years, four years before you're stable. How open do you think that lightweight category is now? And we're going to come to Jeff with that. Do you, in terms of sort of the lightweight roster as you see it now, um, you've got, and I'll throw a few names in there, you've obviously got, um, Tom Holland right there. You've got yourself. You've got Sam. You've got Yanis. You've got new prospects potentially coming in there. Um, Mindaugas Teresatis. You've got guys who haven't featured from North America yet, like Corey Miller, who probably, you know, a lot of there's a lot of noise out there saying that Corey should get a shot. Are there any other uh, names that, that you'd really like to see over there? And do you think that it's... Um, as open as I believe it is, or do you think there's a couple of guys there that are just that level up? I mean, I think it's pretty open right now, honestly. You know, if Ingen gets a shot, then I think things get uh, things get a little more serious. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's any other North American guys that I'm interested in really seeing at the moment. To be honest what, with you. what about that guy from the Northeast? The pool player, the skateboarder? Really, really good. I'm so bad with names. You know what I mean? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> he, uh, I think he won the 2017 left hand, 165. He's really, really good. I train with him, and I'm, a, I'm an idiot. I don't remember his name right now. Sorry, where is he from, mate? He's from right. He's like right across on the border of Canada. Uh, he, uh, man, what's his name? I'm trying to think of all, all the arm wrestlers in the lightweight division who could He's feature ridiculous. lightweight. You got Greg Gray. You got Ezzy. 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 Worden. Yes. Jody saves the day. Yeah. Eddie, thank you, Jody. Thank you, Jody Larratt. God bless you, Jody Larratt. Heard you from the background, Ezzy Worden. Yeah. Yeah, Ezzy Worden's a, a, a left arm is very serious, I believe. Yeah, he's just plain serious. Um, shouldn't forget about that guy. Mm. there's so many there's so many but we were talking about it earlier today when you break it down you've got a situation where you've got six cards through the year five matches on each card the last card is actually a, a grand final so effectively you've got 30 matches five weight categories you got to really, really you've only got f basically five matches through the season per weight class if they were split, split evenly. Did you say five weight categories? Yes, yeah, three for men, three for ladies. Ladies oh. light, ladies middle, ladies heavy. Men's light, men's middle, men's heavy. So six weight categories that are in play. Now, if you look at that and break it down, there's really five of those that get regular outings, and that's the the weight category that I'm excluding. There is the ladies heavies, which have a thinner roster. There's not as much um, content in that roster, um, and it's actually difficult to match the elite ladies a little bit more because number one, who the hell wants to pull Gabriela Vasconcelos? Gabriela Vasconcelos came out with a comment when we were over at the finals. 
where she said that she was eyeing up Sam Harris and thinking, I could probably beat that dude. That's a scary comment. And she wasn't kidding. She actually was weighing up whether or not she could slap around Sam Harris. I'm not sure she could, but in a scary thought. Mm. <laughs> oh, she's a confident chick, but not many. Who wants that? I mean, how many how many matches are out there for Gabby, really? Uh, short of Egla Vick, you Yeah, it's like Egla, Irina Makieva. Yeah, but Makieva right now is retired. I've spoken to Makieva, and she said if she was injury-free, yes, she would come back. But right now, she she can't, in the foreseeable future, she can't see herself getting back in action for the next good six to nine months. Uh, And then she'd obviously have to prepare. So outside of Egli, who who is a... I mean, you can say, you know, Voranina might give Gabby a match, but... Well, I think there is a, a big Russian girl, I don't know what her name is, with left mm. arm that is really strong. Mm-hmm. Or is she from... Uh, didn't didn't uh, Glakaya just beat her like at the tournament like two days ago? No, not that girl. And not... Uh, what's her name? So I, I don't even going to try. Uh, no, not that girl. Uh, another... Maybe she's from Kazakhstan, by the way. Uh, Kazakhstan, uh, yeah. Yeah, she's a big lady. She's really good with her left arm, okay. uh, right arm not so much. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, but the fact I that we're scratching around to find potential opponents uh, is making the point that I'm saying you you probably won't see an even split of matches in the ladies' heavyweight. So if you were to say that there's five classes which have a lot of match options, you know what I mean? It thins the the, the potential down. So you. Often, I find that it comes down to who is the best match or what are the best matches at the time, the best available matches, and the matches that people want to see. And it's difficult. It's not, people always say, How do you get onto the card? It's not necessarily that there's any magic portion. It's purely and simply that you've got to tick a lot of boxes. You've got to have a match that presents itself, which is exciting. I mean, you know, in the heavyweight division, you've got those matches that everybody wants to see. They want to see Michael Todd versus Devon. They want to see... I got got John Milne over on my couch right now. I love that one. Yeah, and he says that he would actually take a magic potion if it allowed him to pull Gabby. I get that. I yeah. understand where John's coming from. He's I love he's John Milne. Whatever. And that makes a great deal of sense to me. He's just on his comeback, so it might not be too bad. Uh, I'm not sure where that, whether that portion exists, John, but I like your work. God bless you, John Milne. Love that man. He's still just lying there. Guys, we got to take a short break just there, but please don't go away. We will be right back. With more from Marlon Kleinsmith, No Limits, Devon Larratt, and Jeff Hale in just a few. Welcome back to the show, guys. If you're just joining us, what an episode we got here. Devon, No Limits, Larratt, Jeff, the Hale Razor Hale, and the Little Instinct, Marlon Kleinsmith, are my guests on tonight's show. Let's get right back in the mix. Now, let's get serious. We've been on the call now for about 35 minutes. Devon, April, is a match between you and Michael Todd a real possibility? Are we going to see this thing happen? Have you been in contact with Mike? Have you been in contact with World Arm Wrestling League and spoken about this? Where, where are you at? It is 
100% a great possibility and I am aligning my life so that it becomes a reality. Hopefully everything falls into place and it becomes, uh, you know, my destiny to beat that guy that day. Um, nothing's confirmed at this point. Um, I have not talked to Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have talked to WAL, so it, it may happen. Yeah, it may happen. So from your perspective, though, you're banging the drum. You really want that match still. Michael, undoubtedly, is my next uh, serious match in North America. Now, one, let's, let's play devil's advocate here. That, let's say for some reason Michael doesn't accept that match, doesn't want that match, doesn't take it. We've just heard that Dave Chafee is pursuing his career outside of the World Arm Wrestling League. And yet, we know that coming the other way is Gennady Kutvinia. Yeah, now, I know that there's not going to be a lot of people that are lining up for that match or are very interested in getting that, and particularly straight out of the blocks. With Dave not being in the mix now, who do you see as the most viable opponent? Would you put you be putting your hand up for that match, or do you see that being uh, somebody else should take it on? I, I definitely would love to pull Gennady. I think it's uh, I've, I've wanted to pull Gennady ever since I think the first time I saw him pull. What uh, he's the, like the most explosive guy from that part of the world in terms of his emotional commitment to the match. Mm-hmm. Super diverse. Uh, he doesn't lose many matches that stop. Great arm wrestler. Uh, I love everything about him. Uh, I, I I must arm wrestle him before I die. Do you think you can beat him, mate? Is he a guy that you've sort of... I know you walk these matches through in your mind and you give yourself sort of a percentage chance of victory. You've spoken about the, that before. How big a threat do you feel that, that Gennady's style represents to you? Do you feel like you've got something in the toolbox for him? Well, yeah, I, I, but I'm crazy. I think I got something for everybody. So, I mean, you shouldn't ask me because I'll just say yes. Yeah, you should ask so, somebody else. I'm going to do it right now. Jeff Hale. Uh, sorry. Let's start. No, Marlon, we're coming to you as well. <laughs> Jeff, how do you see that match? Gennady Quickvenia, Devin Larratt. Well, I think Who if uh, Devin pulls out the old Kings move, it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's going to be a long day for that Georgian. <laughs> he's very complete, but, though, isn't he? Gennady's got uh, that press He's option. a beast, dude. I mean, I think if Devin stands up straight in the middle with him, it's going to be, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be an explosion. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, Marlon, you've seen a lot of Gennady Quickvenia. Um, you know, he's arm wrestled yeah. on the EAF and WAF throughout the weight classes. I think you've probably seen him pulling since he was 95 kilos, 90 kilos, right up until the super heavyweight monster that he is today. Do you think yeah. that him coming into the heavyweight division is going to shake things up a great deal? Do you, or do you see the top roster athletes in the World Arm Wrestling League, the Jerry Cataretts, Mike Todd's, Devons, has been able to handle him? I don't know. It's uh, it's gonna be tough. It's so like different to even think about the Europeans and uh, um, yeah, coming to to the states to or to meet the bigger guys. But what I wanted to say is that Devon has like maybe sometimes he's not as strong as the opponent that he's pulling, mm-hmm. but he gets into their head, and that is something that Devon 
is the best at. Like, he wants to grip up before the match. He wants to feel uh, the hands, and he's very smart. And the thing that I think that you do, Devin, is that you get into people's heads so easy. It's so fun to see, (laughs) to watch that. And you do it, you do it with... It's like your purpose, it feels like, uh, to get into their head. And then they start to get nervous and they start to, to uh, like, feel that they can, uh, can lose to him, uh, to Devon. And that is what I think, like what Devon said, that, he, yeah, he thinks that he can beat everybody. And, yeah, if you're not only strong and good at arm wrestling, but you're also good at tricking uh, with the other person's mind. Like, you know, you can lose to anybody if you have a, f- a bad day when you feel like you don't, uh, you're not uh, self-assured and, and things like that. I, I have lost to many people that uh, I wouldn't lose to usually. And that is something that Devin does the best, I think, uh, of any arm wrestler I've seen. He oh. really can get into people's head (laughs) it's an interesting angle i wonder how effective that'd be though when the guy that he's trying to get into the head doesn't speak english as his first language and doesn't have a great command of the english language i wonder whether some of that will be lost in the mist and we get more of a a pure battle but it's not it's not what devon says it's how he is and how he (laughs) touches the other person's hand no but he like i don't know he makes people uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. you need to <laughs> he'd make me uncomfortable in a prison cell if he touched my hand i'll tell you that now <laughs> you don't have to speak the language i think that he can do it anyway i've seen it i've seen it yeah i'd the- be speaking the language of get the f- out of here if he, if I, <laughs> you know, that's the yeah I'd be speaking. if only i had a hit then then everything would be complete <laughs> yeah i can help you with that <laughs> yeah that that would make my world a perfect place yeah. So I'm 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 gonna I'm conscious that you're catching a plane like I think tonight, Devin. Yeah, no, I haven't even packed. I've got like a list of chores that I have to do before. Yeah, I... but let's let's out this right now so everybody knows. When Devin ever goes on one of these international trips, he takes like two pairs of underpants. He's only going for a month. Two pairs of underpants, one pair of pants, which is bad when a Swede spills goulash on him. Yeah, really couple bad. A couple of t-shirts, and that's yeah. it. That's all he needs. That's it. That's it. But before hey, I keep you guys off, there's one guy that I haven't pinned down on who he wants to arm wrestle first. It's the Razor. We talked about we talked about Sam Harris, Yanis, but I wanted to say, Jeff Hale, where are your sights? Who you who do you want? Who's your man? Who do you, who you want first? You know, honestly, I just want someone I haven't pulled before in the WAL. Just someone new, I guess, because I I really don't know, Neil. <laughs> I mean, I oh I, I know. I know uh, there's a guy I met uh, in Taiwan. Oh, you'd match up great with them. Kevin Tsai. Do you know that guy? It's not the dude who did Gangnam Style, is it? Yeah, it's that guy. I know him. <laughs> I love that tune. And I well, like. So Kevin Tsai is a Thanks. total maniac. So if you imagine Taiwan, he's like the king of the entire island. He's like. He's got like the strength of 20 normal Taiwanese men all in his one arm. Like, and I've never, ever in my whole life, and this, I, and I've lived around the Burgoynes, I've never seen somebody be able to drink as much as this guy. It doesn't even make sense. And he's. That, that one comment 
amazed me. When you threw in that this guy <laughs> drinks more than Evan Burgoyne, yeah. straight away, his respect, and he's uh, super it's off the charts. Strong. Super, super strong. What do you think, Jeff? You open to that one? You know that guy? I know. I'm not sure I do know that guy. I'll have to get you on Facebook later and, and look he's, him up. Yeah, He's really legit. He kind of beats everybody in that region. And what are we talking, Devin? Are we talking hook? Are we talking press? We, where's he at? He's a great arm wrestler. He's just a great arm wrestler. He's well-rounded. He hasn't been arm wrestling long, only like six years. But he's he's way ahead of his peer group, way ahead. And and just look, if, if you look, I mean, a lot of people don't get uh, a lot of light in that part of the world. But he crushes all through China, Japan, Australia, uh, all through Malaysia. He's the guy. He's the guy at 165. You need to send me over some details. You need to send me over some footage. CC the razor. And we'll yeah. have a look at this dude. Yeah, now, one time. more thing. I like to put, I'm, I like all my guests on this show to have to put it on the block a little bit. So here we go. Right then. If the match goes down, Marlin Kleinsmith, if the match goes down between Adam Wilmot, the Angry Bird, and Jamie, the Natural Sheldon. Oh. <laughs> And you've got a hundred euros in your pockets, hundred kroner, hundred pounds. If you've come visiting me on the weekend, where's that going? <laughs> what do you mean laugh? You can't believe she laughed. I said that and she bloody laughed. I said it. She didn't laugh at the other two, but I say come visit me on the weekend. She laughs. What's that about? Yeah. <laughs> Tucked me right in, Devon. Do you hear that then? Hey Neil, I've already I've already left you out in the cold one time. This call, don't make oh, me twice. I do what? Well, <laughs> I used to be a contender, Devon. Just so you know. Oh, I know, I know, I know. We have to keep you in the corner. There you go. What happened then? It's all right, Marlon. You only hurt my feelings, but it's all right. You carry on. Yeah, I think. I mean, I was watching the Adam uh, match against who was it? Um, it was that guy, Hell Razor. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. She's gonna talk Jeff in. Sorry, Jeff. No, 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 no. But I saw that okay. match, and I was like saying that uh, it wouldn't be a match at all, or something like that. And I thought that Jeff would win like six zero. Uh, but he surprised me in that match. Uh, he did. Uh, he did. Did he win one match or two? Match, two matches. Two either. matches and nearly got three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it surprised me. So, and he's also really hungry. I heard him uh, uh, in an interview recently, and he's uh, really hungry for it. He was here on, on this show, I think. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, and uh, he's really hungry, and he wants to show everybody that, that he, uh, he is, um, yeah, one of the guys that should be in WAL. Um, but also, Sheldon is super, and also he surprised me, or surprised me, but... Uh, I hadn't seen him pull before, and he pulled against Alan Fisher, and he's also really good. I would, uh, and I don't know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> if I have Come to on. pick, I. Oh my God, I love you both, but I would pick Angry Bird. Oh, Wilmot will love you forever and ever and ever. But it's also because I, I underestimated him against uh, Jeff Hale. 
And we're going to come to Jeff Hale next. Jeff, who you got? Jamie, the natural Sith Lord over the Angry Bird, my friend. Oof. It's 1-1. One, one. Casting, deciding vote to the man with no limits. Who uh, wins? Hate this position. Uh, what she said. <laughs> the thing that I have realized is Adam is just so committed and so in love with the sport, which is a big plus. Jamie is too. But the problem is Jamie just keeps on pumping out babies. He's like, I feel like he's he's made in like the last five years, he's made like 80 babies. Every time I go on his Facebook page, like he's having another one. Um, I don't know how he can be sleeping. Like, I, I'm sure he's trying to train hard, but I know what it's like having little things around the house and I feel like Adam's got to have the focus advantage. The only thing that Jamie's advantage is, is he's got to be eating that fit right out of the container. Um, I'm going to say three nothing Angry Bird. Oh, ho, ho, ho. it's all gone off. What can I say? Angry yeah. Bird. I'll tell you what. Uh, I, don't I, don't know. I always call it wrong. I, I, I love both those guys. Yeah, me too. Sheldon's stronger. And I can't, I can't stop now because I know that there's a very vested interest in this next pair of athletes from one, from one guy in particular is on this call. And I'm going to start with, uh, with Marlin again. Marlin. Brandon Lemon. Ryan Bowen. Who wins that match? What, who did, I didn't hear your... Don't tell me year. that you don't know BLM. Brandon Lemon, Canadian legend. Tattooed wonder kid, up and comer, superstar. Yeah, I, I know, I, uh, uh, I know who it is. Yeah, uh, I have a grenade actually... tattooed on his hands. Okay, uh, what did you say? Present it. He's got a grenade on his hat. Look him yeah, up. Who it is? I know who it is. I just didn't hear your the name. I don't know what I think about that match. I haven't seen him that much uh, pulling. I have seen Ryan much more. Uh, mm -hmm. I know that Ryan has been training really hard right now. Uh, it's going to be an interesting match. Um, but I think that I think that uh, after Ryan lost, even though he was 40% stronger uh, at the yep. slot, <laughs> you know what I mean? 43. Yeah. <laughs> 43, sorry, 43. I think that he learned a lesson and now uh, now he's ready and I think that Ryan would win. Hellraise Jeff Hale. Ryan Bowen, BLM. You know, I only know hearsay about the, the gentleman from, from Canada and I've heard, he's a, I've heard he's an absolute beast, a monster. That's all I've heard about him. Uh, and I've seen all kinds of stuff about Ryan, but I'll tell you right now, to be honest, I was very disappointed in all the social media bullshit behind Ryan, and then he shows up at the Zlotti and gets punked. I was disappointed with that. Like, my expectations of Ryan were up high in preparation for that event, and then he just, it was a bust. So, you know, honestly, I don't know if I've got the faith in him anymore at this point in time. He's going to have to prove to me that he's, he's a beast. And so all I keep on hearing from everybody else is that this uh, Brandon – from Canada is, a, is an animal, so <laughs> that's where my money's going. Raised by wolves, he was. Yeah. Raised by wolves. And also some bad stuff like Evan Burgoyne. That kid's had it rough. 
been brought up by some serious monsters. Is that right, Devin? Am I lying? Yeah, he is a natural. Uh, he's had fire from the, the first time I ever met the kid. He lives and breathes arm wrestling. I'll just make two small predictions because I actually think that this match is very, very close. Um, I, I'm going to go with the first match, round one, uh, being Smash Fest. Uh, Brandon's going to come out of the gates like insane. And I'm going to say that this match will end in someone quitting. Oh. And I'm not saying who's going to win and who's going to lose. I'm just saying that that's surely the way that it's going to end. It is a wicked web you weave, Larratt. A wicked web. Unfortunately, guys, i got to call time on it right there. What the was that? I have no clue what just... Ba- it's a moth, a gigantic moth, ladies and gentlemen. Just nailed me mid-flow. That's a big boy. That's got to be a three, maybe even a four grammar. I'm going to need a bigger net. You do it. Live podcast. Amazing stuff. Was nearly taken down by a moth that could carry away a kitten. Anyway, back to it. We've got to wrap it up there, ladies and gentlemen. Amazing. What a show. No Limits, Devin Larratt, The Hailraiser and Marlin Kleinsmith. All on tonight's show. An absolute belter. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, guys, and I hope you'll take the time to join us again, same time, next time, right here on the World Arm Wrestling League this week with myself, Neil Pickup. Take it easy, peeps, and be on the lookout for giant genetically modified attack marks. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and wagering week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.